Daisy, and I'm really happy, but I'm four, and my sister has a lot of candy, and... And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because, um, he won't let us go. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. Boys and girls, Alicia Yoder here on the Jesus is Better podcast. Thanks for listening. Last week, we celebrated Jesus' birth with the angels and shepherds and wise men and even Simeon and Anna at the temple. We saw how God protected baby Jesus from King Herod and that he continued to grow and become strong. Now, every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover feast. When Jesus was 12 years old, they went up to the feast as usual. After the feast was over, his parents left to go back home. Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents didn't realize it because they thought he was traveling with someone else in their group. So they traveled on for a whole day before they started looking for him among their relatives and friends, but they couldn't find him. So they went back to Jerusalem, and after three days of looking, they found him in the temple courtyard. He was sitting with the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at how much he understood. They also were amazed at his answers. When his parents saw him, they were surprised. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been worried about you. We have been looking for you everywhere. Why were you looking for me? he asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he meant by that. Then he went back home to Nazareth with them, obeying them in everything. But his mother kept all these things like a secret treasure in her heart. Jesus became wiser and stronger. He also became more and more pleasing to God and to people. At that time, God's word came to John, who was living in the desert. He went into all the countryside around the Jordan River. There he preached that people should be baptized and turn away from their sins. Then God would forgive them. He was doing what was written in the book of Isaiah the prophet, who spoke these words hundreds of years earlier. It says, A messenger is calling out in the desert, Prepare the way for the Lord! Make straight paths for him! Every valley will be filled in. Every mountain and hill will be made level. The crooked roads will become straight. The rough ways will become smooth. 
and all people will see God's salvation. John spoke to the crowds and the Pharisees and Sadducees, who were religious leaders from the temple, coming to be baptized by him. He said, You are like a nest of poisonous snakes. Who warned you to escape the coming of God's anger? Live in a way that shows you have turned away from your sins. And don't start saying to yourselves, We're okay, because Abraham is our father, and we're Israelites. I tell you, God can raise up children for Abraham, even from these stones. The axe is already lying at the roots of the trees that don't bear good fruit. If you are that kind of tree, you will be cut down and thrown into the fire when you die. Then what shall we do? the crowd asked. John answered, Anyone who has extra clothes should share with the one who has none, and anyone who has extra food should do the same. Even the men who collected taxes from the people came to be baptized. Teacher, they asked, what should we do? Don't collect any more than you are required to, John told them. Then some soldiers asked him, and what should we do? John replied, don't force people to give you money. Don't bring false charges against people. Be happy with your pay. The people were all wondering in their hearts if John might be the Messiah, the one who had come to save them. John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I am will come. I'm not good enough to untie the straps of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His pitchfork is in his hand to separate the people's whose hearts are good wheat from the people whose hearts are only straw. The wheat will go into his barn, but the rest of the husks will be burned up with fire that can't be put out. John said many other things to warn the people, but he also announced the good news to them. But since John told the ruler Herod that he was sinning by taking another man's wife, and that he was sinning in other ways, Herod eventually locked John up in prison. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus came and wanted to be baptized by John too. But John tried to stop him. So he told Jesus, I need to be baptized by you. So why do you want me to baptize you? Jesus replied, This is the way it needs to happen right now, because it carries out God's holy plan. Then John agreed. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he came up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened. Jesus saw the Spirit of God coming down on him like a dove. A voice came from heaven. It said, You are my Son, and I love you. I am very pleased with you. At once, the Holy Spirit sent Jesus out into the desert. 
and we'll find out what happened to Jesus in the desert next week. Another time, when John saw Jesus coming toward him, he said, Look, the Lamb of God! He takes away the sin of the world! This is the one I was talking about. I said, A man who comes after me is more important than I am. That's because he existed before I was born. God wants to make it clear to Israel who this person is. That's the reason I came baptizing with water. The one who sent me to baptize with water told me, You will see the Spirit come down and remain on someone. He is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen it happen. I am a witness that this is God's chosen one. Jesus was about 30 years old when he began his special work for God and others. Have you ever gone on a car trip with your family and it felt like you would never get there? Maybe you looked out the front window and all you could see was the highway stretching as far as your eyes could see. Or maybe the road kept winding around a mountain so high that your ears started to pop, but you still couldn't see how much longer it would take to get there. God had sent prophets for hundreds of years to tell his people that a Savior was coming. And for the last 400 years before he sent John, the Bible doesn't talk about any prophets telling people that Jesus was almost here. But when God called John out of the desert, where he'd been eating locusts and honey and wearing camel's hair clothes, John started doing exactly what the prophet Isaiah had said hundreds of years earlier crying out that the Lord was coming and there wouldn't be any more mountains or valleys in the way of all people seeing God's salvation coming. It wouldn't be about getting dipped in the water to be saved or thinking they were safe because they were children of Abraham or Israelites, but their whole hearts had to be ready for Jesus to show them how to live in his kingdom and that his Holy Spirit would bring the baptism they needed, fire that would burn away their old selves and make them new in God's power, even if they didn't exactly know what that would look like. But there were many people who didn't like the idea of letting God change them and didn't think it was good news at all. They hated John's message including the ruler named Herod, who had John thrown into prison. John was definitely a special part of God's plan, as the last prophet preparing the way for Jesus to come, but Jesus is the true hero of our story. Even when he was only 12, he was focused completely on obeying what the Father had for him to do growing in his wisdom through studying, and also living in perfect obedience to his earthly parents, Mary and Joseph. God was pleased with him from the time of his birth all the way through his preaching and healing ministry, and when the time came for him to die and then be raised from the dead. When John baptized him, God's Holy Spirit came on him like a dove, 
And God wanted everyone to know that Jesus was his beloved son and he was completely pleased with him. The baptism that Jesus offered would come after he had been raised from the dead, when he promised the disciples that the Holy Spirit would come and the church would explode in his power and start spreading to all the other nations and peoples. Have you ever wanted to make someone proud of you? Maybe your mom or dad or a teacher? Have you ever wanted to make God proud of you? You might think that's impossible. And without Jesus, it is. But with Jesus? Oh, we know the best part of the story. We know so much more than the people John was baptizing. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, the missionary Paul says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That means that Jesus took all of the sins we've ever done or ever will do and suffered the punishment for them in exchange for giving us his perfect obedience. Jesus obeyed his mom and dad perfectly and obeyed God's will perfectly all the way to the cross. And that's what he trades to you when you offer yourself to him and ask for his forgiveness and for him to be your king. You aren't baptized with water, but washed clean with Jesus' blood. Any baptism with water is only a symbol of what Jesus has already done for you. And you are also baptized with the Holy Spirit's fire burning away your sinful heart and replacing it with a brand new one. Your new heart still lives in a broken down body and broken down world, but now your new heart can grow good fruit like God's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Your new heart is so thankful that it wants to obey and live in God's ways. And even when you do choose to sin or make a mistake, God is still pleased with you because Jesus has already given you his obedience. Because of Jesus, God's words to him become his words to us. You are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter, and I'm pleased with you. Is there anything else in the world we would rather hear our loving Father God say to us? Will you believe it? Or would you rather keep telling yourself that you'll never be good enough or do enough? Satan would love for you to think this is too good to be true. If you have placed your faith in Jesus, his Holy Spirit dove has already landed on you. Will you rest in his favor? Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us so much 
that you were willing to send your beloved son, Jesus, to die for us. Jesus, thank you for obeying perfectly so that we wouldn't have to. Spirit, thank you for living in us and showing our new hearts the way to go. We love you. Amen. Okay, friends, I'll talk to you next time.